from an emotional halftime reunion, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Listeners, and welcome to this week's edition of the Vocal Minority Podcast. This week, we soothe your ears with the breakdown of TFC's win in Columbus sweep, their progression this season, touch on the U20 Women's World Cup, look ahead to Sporting KC, and all of our other usual malarkey. And now, to the panel. After a late night of League One reporting, he's just happy to not have to worry about his laptop being rained on. He is the managing editor of Waking the Red, it's Duncan Fletcher. Hello! Having traveled to the wilds of Michigan, he made it back over the border with a trunk full of knockoff NASL kits to use as models for his faux kit wizardry. He is the graphics guru and match reporter for the Yorkies, Mark Hinckley. Duncan, is that you? Hello! When not terrorizing the countryside on his bike, he's busy punning on the internet. He is the managing editor of the Yorkies, it's Tony Walsh. Shazbuck. As for me, I was at my brother's wedding this weekend and then spent Sunday trapped at the Sky Dome. I'm just happy to have escaped to be here to wrangle the crew. I am your host and a writer of words for Waking the Red, Kristen Knoll. And now to the show. Last weekend, our intrepid Reds made the trip down to the not-so-wonderful wilds of Columbus. Doesn't matter though, because sweep! Yes, I am going to keep saying it, because it's kind of awesome. They swept the crew, which makes me happy. And you know what? The Trillium Cup is now not even the best thing about this series. Not that it ever really was. Mm. But beating the crew twice in their own house and owning them, well, that's rather nice. Uh, but we have some things we still want to talk about the game, so highlights, gentlemen. Old Gil, more like Gold Gil. Am I right, guys? Am I right? Gold yeah. Gil. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. Yes. As my dad calls him, yes. That was it. That was it. That's your highlight. Gordino. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's Luke Score. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, that's Gordino. <laughs> no, that's so bad. Uh, I also had Gilberto's goal, um, not so much just for the fact that, you know, it's a great time for a goal, but it was the cool-as-you-like way he took it. It was uh, nice to see. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a sign of his uh, growing crumb, his confidence in himself, that he's like, taking nice little slotted home shots and mm-hmm. slice around the keeper. Yeah. Very nice to yeah. see. More relaxed celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, I love the celebration. Very calm <laughs> celebration. Very uh, Rico Suave. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I can't wait for Gil what he score at home. I can't help but think the stadium's just going to fucking erupt when he does. Actually, actually, if he keeps scoring the way he does when he does finally score at home, it's going to be like, oh, that's what it looks like. It's going to be the most non-reaction ever. It's like, yeah, okay, that was good. It was cool. We've seen eight of them on TV. You know, <laughs> just... N- Oh, no, no, I want there to be, like, multiple backflips. I want there to be, like, you know, a group celebration. I want, I want, chore- I want choreography. I want it to be ridiculous. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking just more of the crowd. It's oh, I know. Everyone is just desperate to actually watch and celebrate Gil's score live. Well, I, I mean, we did in Montreal, but, you know, but the, 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 
that those those, those that were world. lucky enough to be there with us yes. for that momentous occasion. And group choreography in the stands it is. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that fishing one from the Icelandic guys. Oh, 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 Someone roll down the, the steps <laughs> and then we'll reel you back up. Yeah, I had the same thing. Uh, just goals, Gil's goal. Um, but also great play from all three goal scorers, I thought. So. Oh, on the... On their... On their individual goals? Like, yeah. Like, good reactions. Those scorers scored those scores exactly. well. Exactly. They yes. scored the scoringest. <laughs> um, my highlight, I'll get away from Gil's goal, was the third goal, just because, right, TFC, that they're ahead, they're sitting back and defending it, oh, they let in a late goal. There's only one way that game's going to end, and it didn't. We went completely opposite. Yeah. That's not what TFC does. There's, it is apparently. Yeah. Right. Their resilience over the entire course of the season, regardless of how the scoreline ends. I haven't seen very many situations where they've just rolled over and died. They just, oh, well, we're down by two, that's it. We're For goodness! They keep going, and... DC? Um, weeks back, kind of? Uh, yeah, uh, kind of. That was probably the worst of it, but yeah. we've we've seen them we've seen them take the, take the foot off the gas up by two and still Ooh. blow it. So, like, the fact that they're on the road, they've had the lead the tied, had the lead tied, and it's the 84th minute. They still went for it. So, mm-hmm. it's it, it ain't last year's team. It's refreshing. So it's it's really nice. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, low lights. Uh, my low light. Now, overall, looking at the grand scheme of the match, maybe he doesn't deserve any or too much criticism. But it's using the Moore meter on Luke Moore. Mm. Now, for those of you who don't know, the <laughs> the Moore meter is a meter which. Uh, rates Luke Moore's goal mouth chances on a scale using films starring other famous Moors, Dudleys, Demis, Rogers, Julians. <laughs> yeah, I'm alright with this. I'm gonna... His work ethic on the night was a solid octopusy. His goal finishing, at best, Arthur Two on the rocks. Except, of course, on the winning goal. Of course, yeah. He got his head on that one, so. Nice. That was halfway between. That was pre production Arthur Two on the rocks. A good idea. Yeah. yeah that, that was, was a nice goal. That was, yeah. was flamboyant. Right. Ah, I'd say yeah. Oh, do, do we need some kind of overhead bicycle kick? Uh, I wouldn't. For, I wouldn't for say that's nights. a boogie nights on uh, on the more meter. I don't know what the highest point in the more meter is yet. Still seeing a view to a kill. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Marcus. Now I didn't get a chance to watch the game uh, live and in person, so. My thumbs down goes to the good people at MLS Live. Uh, I was out of town, and on Monday night, I couldn't watch the entire match 48 hours after the fact. Uh, even with a VPN service that allows me to circumvent the stupid, stupid contracts that they signed and watch any game when I want to watch it, um, I was only allowed to watch the condensed version, which was 10 minutes long. So I genuinely have no idea how the whole game looked. I don't know don't know how much I missed, but um, I don't know why the hell I'm paying for it. I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> okay. It's not going to get renewed, I will tell you that right now. So, huh? Good job, MLS. Huh. Stupid contract. Consumer right. report. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll go with the, the reappearance of uh, Donnie O'Henry and uh, his bad side. It pops up every now and again. This was one of those games. Uh, there was like a, a bad pass that kind of forced him into a bad foul that I think he got booked for. Uh, and the second goal, it's like, eh, you know, is that his fault or the Bendix fault? I don't know, but I don't really know why he wasn't trying to head that away. So, um, yeah, he's 
had a lot of good games and even this game did a lot of good things and every now and again bad things happen they happened mm-hmm. I had Oduro's touch mm-hmm. and other than on Gil's goal which was lovely poor decision making like it was frustrating to watch because I'm watching him he's, 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 he's outpacing people he's making some nice moves and he tries to pass or decides to try to score yeah. and every time pretty much I was just like Stop that! Is it still bad? Is it still he's making the wrong decision? Like, he should have shot when he passed. He should have passed when he shot. It's a mixture of things. I said it last week, and I've seen it actually in a couple of places. If his, if he had a touch, he'd almost be too good for this league. Oh yeah, absolutely. Speed is blinding, but man, his touch and his decision making are positioning way below average. Yeah, and 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 it's the same thing on on this game. So it was just it was really frustrating again to watch him do a lot of really good things and then that. Reminds me of when Ben Johnson kept wanting to try out for football teams. <laughs> he try, I think he tried out with Bobby. Yeah, so they, oh, or, I'm really yeah. fast. Exactly. That's not enough. <laughs> I know you think it is. You are wrong. I didn't take no stereos. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so we're talking about Olgill and 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 Luke Moore and scoring. So, you know, Gilberto gaining more confidence, getting better. Luke Moore looking hey. not terrible. He's not terrible. He's not great. He's lucky Osorio was there to clean up that mm-hmm. that second goal. Right, but... This would be a different story. The whole match could have been a completely His pass story. is the one that got, you know, Gilberto's goal from Oduro to Lucmore to Gilberto. Like, I'm not saying he is a powerhouse, but no, I'm saying that him. with him playing yeah. decently oh, yeah. and Gilberto getting more confidence, as we've already said, uh, DK is coming back soon, potentially. Defoe... We'll be back at some point. He's got he's got business. He's to got business. To. Yeah, exactly. But when he's done with that, yeah. the farewell tour again. Um, does this more or less solve some TFC scoring issues? Do we have to keep looking? What do we do? I I don't think they're looking whatsoever. Right. Um, but should they? I be? don't think I'd be shocked if DK made any kind of carnage this season. Um, you don't think he'll play? I I think he'll play. I don't think with. Uh, Defoe and Gilberto and Moore at health, I don't think he's going to get any kind of minutes that are uh, substantial, and I can't see him getting that match sharpness this year. Maybe if we had a Continental Cup competition to play in, he could have played, but uh, I, I kind of fear that he, if he makes any kind of comeback, I, I think he's going to be fodder for off-season trade or, or uh, expansion draft, unfortunately, which is a shame, I think, because he has more upside, in my opinion, than uh, Luke Moore. See, yeah, actually, Luke Moore will be the one that gets exposed, not Oh, yeah. DK. Well, yeah, they'll both be exposed. Yeah, they very well yeah, could both that's be. that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I don't see any chance of Moore getting kept. DK yeah. probably will be exposed as well. But... I don't see Moore getting... If, if all things being equal, health-wise, if DK comes back and he's healthy, I can't see an expansion team taking, taking Luke Moore. No, which is why you expose him. Yeah. But DK, DK, I could see, I could see someone taking a flyer on him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he could do well this season. I think yeah, he's probably going to be very much on the bench. Mm-hmm. And, right, things where, aren't working. Where, Let's just throw him on there and see what happens. But and, where would he come in? Like, in like, say, I mean, we will we ever get to see Gilberto and Defoe start together? Who knows? But would you go to him? But yeah, as I, mean, first I, choice I, I would bench? love to see Gilberto and Defoe start, and yeah. you know, for whatever reason, it's not working. Fuck it, throw but hypothetically, him on there. Hypothetically, and, say 
they start but a he's match. He's not going to start. No, no, but hypothetically, say a match starts with either Gilberto Defoe or Gilberto Moore or whatever. Where does DK come up? Like, does he come up before the other, the third option there? Out of those three? It, it would depend. Like, there's there's at least one more week where they've got multiple games in short time frames where they're going to have to sit somebody yeah. or they should sit somebody. So no. if he's healthy and he's coming back into form now and he's healthy-ish, so he's an option for that so that they can save somebody. You know, they're doing Philly back-to-back. We've got, like, we've just got all, again, we have a small crush of games all together again. So that gives an option to rest some players and to rotate. I'd be shocked if, if he got enough minutes to be sharp. That's all. I like the guy. I hope he does. I'd love them to keep him. In. But I also think having him play would be a good idea. He's be crazy motivated. No, like I, he's, I, he's a highly motivated I think player. It's, it, I think it's good. It'd be great if he got more minutes. I'd rather see him get more minutes than more, despite what Moore's done recently. Yeah, me too. Because I'd Absolutely. like them to have a good idea yeah. of whether he's worth keeping Absolutely. next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whether he's going to break down again. I think it's fair to say with, with DK, like, assuming that we get the same DK that we saw before the injury, he brings... He brings just enough of a different tool set that you can use him as, like, genuine bench depth, not an emergency, oh, well, we're down two strikers, let's put him in. Um, he's not Wiedemann. He's not, who is? Who is? <laughs> well, nobody, but... <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's Gilberto without maybe the awareness, but more of a terror. Like, when he attacks a defender, defenders run. <laughs> And that's not what's supposed to happen in this league. It's not what's supposed to happen from a forward. He literally attacks. Yeah, well, he goes right <laughs> after him. He, he, he forget, it almost, it's almost like he's got, when he doesn't have the ball, he has a defender's mentality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty fun to watch. So, yeah, he doesn't start. But you're down 2-1, and whatever the combination up front isn't working, that's when you put him on. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because so-and-so's tired, but because he's going to... Scare the shit out of their back line. And that's why you keep them. Now, I kind of think that any decent side should have four reliable potential goal scorers as forwards. Toronto's never had that. <laughs> I mean, they still don't, arguably. If Wiedemann's the fourth, we don't. So, uh, are they? should they be looking for it? I don't know. Unless they can, unless they can unearth some... Some... Uh, um, prodigious forward that's coming out of college or somebody from the USL that they have had their eye on or the deal of the century, the four that they've got is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. I agree. Aside from age, age or another catastrophic injury, the four that they got, I think, are fantastic. And the potential is high. Moore, yeah, Moore's probably the weakest of of the four, but you know what? If he keeps scoring fluky goals, score them. You got a you got a job. You got a point on that one too. Yeah. You got the bing. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. The correct, the correct answer. answer was. Ladies and gentlemen, if you check the score. I am now up one nil. Luke Moore is the poorest option. Bing. But DK, I think, is an obvious partner for Defoe. Yeah. 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 He's. Yeah. I think he's the best yeah. foil for it's Defoe. A very sort of. Oh yeah. Blunt, I can see big, that. Big guy, and then the little guy yeah. getting the scraps. Yeah, it's very kind of oldy fashioned. Because Defoe could We could maybe that. carry him on his shoulders. Hey, into the box. Can I have the ball? Can I have the ball? <laughs> Get on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a classic Emil Heskey, Michael Owen. You know, there's many such partnerships yeah. through the years. Yeah, it's a little unsophisticated, but... But if, so are we! If plan A isn't working, <laughs> go with that plan and try it out. Actually I wish I could have, and actually today. have a plan B to try it out, yeah. or even a plan C. Yes. Again, when has TFC ever had this luxury? Mm-hmm. Never! Bing. All right. 
<laughs> so, as we as I've mentioned a few times already, TFC has swept a season series. Really? Um, has that ever happened before? I doubt it. I don't think so. Well, well oh, how many times do we play it? We play them what? Three times a mm-hmm. season? Yeah, you will. You're not supposed to play a team three times a season. Well, so. You make yeah. a good, good point. All those Western Conference teams will only play once a season. Though. Sweet! Does that Sweet. count as a season? Yeah, <laughs> <Adam. laughs> yeah. So we swept we Seattle? Swept <laughs> Seattle. Yes. Get out the broom! Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Bigfoot. Yeah, didn't we sweep uh, Edmonton in the Big oh, Cup once? Come on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like the Blue Jays, the Giants, the Giants Don't of football. Don't bring out the Blue Jays. You want me to cry? Esteli. Oh yeah, done. Yes. Without Nicaraguan broom. Sapriza. Oh, hmm? The Nicaraguan Esteli. I can't remember. Um, I don't know if we ever played them. Right. We, we definitely did play Real Esteli. We did. Yeah, but I don't. The real, the real Esteli. Yeah, exactly. Not those faux Estelis, but yes, the real ones. Anyway, it wasn't one of MTV's more popular rooms. No. <laughs> <laughs> the hot of us. No, it's rancid. nasty. <laughs> it is Nicaraguan, actually. Hello, hooray! Well done, well done. I remember they're famous for your giant holes in the pitch. Yeah. This is going to turn into what? QI? Isn't it QI? Yeah, you got that the sound that goes off, somebody's keeping score. <laughs> Just make it a point. Oh, there's, there you go, there's sound. I met your lukewarm with my Nicaragua. Look for more Real Esteli talk later in this podcast. What? Where Duncan says, Niharawa. (laughs) 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 Ever wanted to hear a Yorkshire man say, (laughs) Niharawa? Stay tuned. It's like an SNL skits all of a sudden. I need to have Spanish guitar ready to go and drop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anytime, anytime somebody goes for the authentic <laughs> Spanish pronunciation of something, like, it would be like, then you just, be like a Hispanic anchor people on the American news channel. Yes. Meanwhile, in Nicaragua. Oh, somebody <laughs> went somewhere once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, games won. Tied 2010's total. Mm-hmm. Should surpass, should they better. The total from 20, uh, 20, oh my god, 2009. And uh, so how many wins do you think they're going to get this season? We're at nine already, is it? Yep. Yes. I'm going 15. We're going six of our remaining 13. I'll go with 14 <laughs> looking at our schedule. Uh, home wins possible against the likes of Montreal, Chivas, Chicago, Philly, some banana skins away to Sporting, Portland, Houston, LA. So throw in some ties there. Fourteen. Uh, I think they're hitting their str- their stride, playing more confident uh, attack wise. So they're not as reliant on the whole DP system. But a chance of victory. Sixteen. Sixteen. Boom. Oh. All right, all right. I too said fifteen. Um, Thirteen games, seven at home. Another six. I think it's doable. Mm-hmm. With these predictions, also a celebration can be had. Ryan Nelson will become TFC's all-time winningest manager in the next period. Yeah. It only he took him a season. Sad but true. Excellent. Coach oh. for life. <laughs> All <laughs> time winning. <laughs> He's our Sir Alex. <laughs> Who hey, needs a fucking badge? Sir Alex was crap in the beginning too. Come on. Yeah. He also got Aberdeen to a cup for his cup. So whatever. Did good things with Saint Mirren, didn't he? I think. When he yeah. Yeah. He, I think got him to a cup final. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe look out, Siggy Schmidt. Yeah, that's, that's the sort of level we should that be at. That seems fair. That seems yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, so uh, a couple more things. Dominic Oduro, as we know, has this kind of unholy love for Papa John's pizza. And uh, recently, because he was back home, 
ordered it for everybody, I guess, before the game and after the game. That seems like a lot of pizza for footballers. <laughs> it's not before the game. I was tweeting about it. Yeah. Is Columbus's home? Well, he, he was there. He was there. Right. One of his many what? transient homes. Exactly. He's pretty much calling him a tramp. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much every city in MLS is going to have been his home. No, 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 there. no. That's uh, what's his name? Um, Dominic Oduro. No, not Dominic Oduro. This is Nakajima Ferrer. No, no. Dominic Oduro. <laughs> no, he played for TFC because he hasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> He just got traded, like, again, to Sheba. Oh, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm Sturgis. Oh, Thank you, Nathan Sturgis. Oh, yes. Jesus. I was, yeah. was going to go for <laughs> Alan Gordon, actually. That's what I was thinking about. Back to L.A. Legends got traded. Yeah, yeah, which is back to L.A. Back he to only LA. gets he's traded already, he's already around there. California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's finishing his career at Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> San Diego Fuego. Frankie. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of my way, Justin Braun. Anyway, so... Uh, what would other TFC players order for the team if they had the choice? Jermaine Defoe and Mark Bloom will collaborate. Uh, Defoe is bringing caviar, truffles, Kobe steaks, smoked salmon, all sorts of fanciness to be the topping to Mark Bloom's ten packets of Mr. Noodles along with a two-liter bottle of no-name Coke. <laughs> What's a feast? <laughs> Bloom is like the poverty kid in this entire scenario. Wait, you see mine. Oh, this is awesome. Tony? Nick Hagelin's homemade haircuts. <laughs> Everyone's all around. Everyone gets a pot and a pair of scissors. Come on, a bowl at least. Yeah. Marcus? Um, I, I, you're, you were close, Dunk. I will, I will tell you that you are very close. Um, Defoe will be ordering unroasted turkey. Uh, barbecue chicken, quail, pheasant. Ooh. Because it was understood that, quote, Jermaine knows how to get the birds, yeah? Hey. Mm -hmm. So, that's, I think that's, they don't understand the slang, mm -hmm. so. Wait, yeah. wait until he hears about turducken. Oh. Magical. <laughs> Two <Yeah>. in one? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that before, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> He's had that. I've had that before, is that what it's called? Uh, oh, it's your weekend. I had turducken, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Birmingham. Fucking Birmingham is so ridiculous. <laughs> I also said Mark Bloom, uh, but Mark's gonna order uh, the KD in for everybody. <laughs> From No Frills, accompanied by, uh, depending on your on your on your likes with your KD, uh, ketchup packets as surreptitiously stolen from McDonald's. Nice. I don't like ketchup on cheese and macaroni I, and cheese. I know. It's, 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 it's a disgrace. You However, want You want to chop up a hot dog in it? Gourmet. Go for it. Put Boy. ketchup on that shit, get out of my house. Agreed. True. Cold Alarms, game in 16. Let's hear it. This has to be the worst Columbus match ever as nobody was electrocuted or on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out of the canvas. It's horrible. Oh, that's the 16th word. Death. <laughs> horrible. What is wrong with you? You twisted fuck. Everybody's lived. We, we went over this. The firemen lived. It's yeah. I don't care. We, no, we declare. We de the period has ended. Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't survive, these jokes could not happen. But, but he they did. Survived. Therefore, free game. Plus, he's a superhero now. Yeah. <laughs> he got superpowers. Firefighting. Firefighter with lightning power. Oh. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different then. Mm. All right. Crew cat's in trouble. Peter body. 
<laughs> Not pretty, but pretty fun. Thank God the Reds bought their own water to Ohio. Algae! Hey! <laughs> 16th word. Okay. <laughs> uh, TFC of yesteryear wouldn't have won that. Again, looking good without the foe. Wolf steaks for everyone. <laughs> Alright. Gil scores. Oso does too. Add one more from Luke. Hey crew, we just swept you. Ooh. Poetry. Again, with that's two weeks on the trot with the rhymes. It's like the OR here. <laughs> you like it Check so far. Yeah. We like the OR. Check the OR. You like it so far. Check the OR. You like it so far. Check the OR. You like it so far. Check the OR. You love the OR. Check the OR. You like it so far. Check the OR. You like it so far. Check the OR. You like it so far. Check the OR. You love the OR. The OR, you like it so far, smack your back and you deal with the deep So hopefully most of you are aware that right now the uh, U-20 Women's World Cup is going on here in our fair country. Uh, games are being played in various cities throughout Canada, but we've had lots of games here at BMO Field at the National Soccer Stadium, as we are referring to it in this incarnation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Duncan and I have been lucky enough to attend some games there. Duncan more than I. <laughs> and, uh, really what we want to talk about is how amazing the stadium is in this art incarnation. It is not done up in its usual garish, some would say I would, whorish, sponsorishy way. Um, so it really the is. Rating. The difference is stunning how amazing it is to be at BMO and not have all that in your face. Exactly. Um, I preparation for this, I went through the archives of the vocal minority. Episode 29, we talked about what we would like to get rid of from the stadium. Tony suggested one to get rid of the speakers, the ear-splitting music before the match and the random cacophony during the match. Kristen suggested the god-awful patio, the truck, the horrific dancing, the noise, so unnecessary, useless pandering, money grab, and just leads to bros. Get rid of that. I also wanted the North End DJ. Also, all the halftime entertainment. Rachel Bonetta, go. Mark, overpriced concessions, stupid bitchy intro, and over marketing and that announcer guy that says fans fans <laughs> all of those things are gone it's we, brilliant right the, the national soccer stadium is our perfect stadium tell me more about this brigadoon is this still on is this in Toronto? it is how far is it from bemo <laughs> it's actually right there what when you cross under the waterfall past the rainbow yes so, you know, hey, go to Saturday's quarterfinal, because, uh, you know, firstly, we don't know at the time of recording who's going to be playing. It might be Canada. It might be North Korea versus the States, which will be a lot of fun to go and cheer oh, for yeah. North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. I, I hate North Korea, but I'll cheer. So wrong, go to enjoy the perfect stadium. Take a moment amidst the general calm to weep for what we'll lose when TFC get their grubby hands back on it. We'll turn it back into the all-out marketing blitz-sponsored assault on the census hellhole that just happens to revolve around a game of football. So long, National Soccer Stadium. I'll miss you. I will remember <laughs> you. Fans. Fans. You yeah, I have nothing to add to that. That's exactly, there's nothing more to say because that's perfect. So, mm. uh, but it's, yeah, come to the games. It's 
I'm going to say something because it's so brilliant. There. It sounds like it's the perfect setting for North Korea, to be honest. <laughs> Spartan. <laughs> no advertising. Utilitarian. <laughs> One color. Well, is there marching? <laughs> uh, there's not been a lot of marching. No. If, it, if it does end up being North Korea versus the USA, I'm going to go with North Korea because the USA will be out of their element in this yes. house <laughs> lacking in... Buzz. All right. So the only other thing we really want to briefly touch on about the the U twenty tournament is um, it's, it's a bit weird. So at the game on on uh, Friday, Canada was playing, and before the Canada game, uh, Ghana played, and the previous game, Ghana played Canada, and there's there's some friendly, you know, rivalry between the two supporter groups. Ghana seemed to have outcheered the Canadian supporters, but. Again, sort of neither here nor there, but in this particular match, after Ghana's game was over, they stuck around and cheered for Canada. Uh, a lot of the Ghanaians had Canadian flags, they sort of celebrated with us, and at one point in time, one of the capos went and got a large uh, Ghanaian flag and attached it to a Voyager's flag hanging off the capo stand. So there's been some... There's been some words, there's been some people upset by this, uh, whether or not it was appropriate to sort of support Ghana supporting us uh, in either way, whether we want to be appreciative of the fact that, you know, it's kind of a classy thing for them to stick around and be supportive and wave flags, or whether it was like, you know what, fuck them, they're our rivals, we shouldn't have their flag in our end, and we shouldn't be enjoying their support of our team. Thoughts? I'm, I'm a bit conflicted, and I don't have a concrete answer either way, because I don't think it's you know, as necessarily black and white as, you know, like it or, or not. Uh, part of me says it's great because it reflects Canadian society being allowed to hold on to your heritage, you know, and be Canadian as well, And which as an immigrant, that's a lovely thing, and better than the melting pot to the south. Uh, but on the other hand, there's a football part of me that says it's a soft, overly PC thing to do where, oh, you, you want to love us too? That excites us greatly. We're going to go out of our way to show you how happy we are that you want to support Canada. And, uh, you know, we're going to get your flag and, you know, just go out of our way to show gratitude. It just, and considering they are our rival, they're in our group, uh, it seems, it's just kind of a, in the football world, it seems a little bit of a taboo thing to do. Um, I know, it's not, it's, it's not as simple as that, but... I think a lot of my answer maybe has, would be, and I don't know the answer to this, is whether they were Ghanaian Canadians or visiting, you know, right. straight out of Accra. <laughs> um, Crazy mother for goodness. Ghanaian Ice Cube. Yeah, I yeah. love that album. Yeah. So if if they were visiting from Accra, it's kind of, I think it's maybe adds to a kind of a cool thing. They want to join in with the host. If they're Ghanaian Canadians, they could have supported without being Ghanaian Canadians because Ghana wasn't playing. There's no need to you know, right, trot out. They were gonna, there yeah, but for Ghana originally and stayed you know, around to... They weren't going to bring separate shows. No, 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 I didn't mean that. They don't have, don't have to say that, but oh, it seemed like a big deal was made that it was, you know, Ghana and Canada come together to fight Finland. But, again, uh, there's also the other half of it, which is like, ah, great, Canada, everyone jumping on board to be here for one thing. The tennis is really good, and supporting Canada one way or the other, who cares, kind of thing. So, I don't know. It's, it's not easy. 
isn't one of the biggest gripes being Canadian football supporter is watching people that you know support other countries instead of Canada. Instead of. Not in addition to, instead of. Yeah. yeah. Um, if that one little display of, hey, come hang with us, you can be a part of us. If it turns one of those guys into joining the forums, yeah. into showing up for the game against Jamaica in support of Canada, I say they hang every bloody flag up there and do it one at a time. Honestly, we look at... We, we, Canadians in general, when it comes to football, have zero pride in our national team program, with the exception of the women, because they actually almost won something. I know that's pigeonholing it, but we're so used to seeing, like, oh, Canada versus so-and-so. Well, so-and-so is going to dominate the, the, the seats with their support. We automatically know that. It's not even a maybe. It happens game in, game out. If we can turn them one at a time in any way, shape, or form possible, I say do it. I think it was a super classy move. I think the capital who did it um, should be commended, not not vilified. And let's see. I mean, okay, can't really do this against North Koreans because they sure as hell wouldn't be allowed over here. But whoever else we play, like if there's another doubleheader and somebody wants to support Country X and they're going to stick around for Canada... And they want to come hang out with them, hang their flag up next to a V-flag, let's do it all over again. What happens in, in a hypothetical situation where you're hanging up their flag and a result ends up being that that flag ends up not is being the team that knocks out Canada well, when you in, have, in the group? I can't imagine it happening in, in, the, in, the, in the event of the same game, no. But in the event of, like, this was a, this was a unique circumstance because Ghana wasn't playing Canada in that match. They were the first match. I know, but they beat they're, them. They beat them three days. No, prior. but that it doesn't matter though. They're sticking. They're sticking around for another game. Mm -hmm. So they no longer have a horse in the race. Well, now they get to hang that flag up, and now they have a horse in the race. And maybe next time they want to support Canada because that last time that we did it, that first time we did it, was a lot of fun, and they welcomed us mm -hmm. with open arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I fully agree. That I mean. It's the the whole thing about you know selling out or whatever it is. You know, do you want to be small but you know really cool and really pure and you know never change anything? And yeah, you know, there's there's fifty voyageurs and a few thousand people that kind of care. Or you know, do you want to try and reach out to other people? Because when's the next time Ghana is going to be here playing <laughs> football for anything? Maybe they'll maybe they're good and they'll get to the twenty fifteen World Cup. Who knows? I could be very unfair to them here, don't know. But I mean, this ooh, there's a bunch of Canadians that have come here to support Ghana. That's not going to happen often because Ghana's not going to be here. If they're you know they're clearly kind of interested in football a little bit at least, and if they want to come back and support Canada, then you know it is a very good thing. I mean, you know, right now as we're recording this, we're watching Brazil versus Germany in Montreal. Canada versus North Korea is coming up right after. Brazilians or Germans want to hang around afterwards in their Brazil jerseys and cheer for Canada. Great. Yeah. Any difference because they're not in the same group, though? I think that's my only thing, is that they're, 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 a, they're an opponent, really, yeah, but they're rivals being in the same group. They're rivals at that moment. It's not like, if they were Americans, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know? but, why, but why is it different because it's Americans? Yeah. Well, no, because that's, that's, a, that's a game that we get in every level on a regular with the exception of the men's national team. Like, Canada and U.S., because they qualify. They qualify against one another all the time. 
They qualify against it. They go to tournaments and run into each other. But Ken and Ghana will will never be. It's not going to be like, oh, well, one of these teams is going to go to the World Cup and one of these teams is going home. That's not going to happen. But it could be that. But it could group be stage. that. Yeah. Oh no, group stage. That, this that's isn't in group the group stage. No, but that's in the event. I'm talking about outside of tournaments. Outside of a tournament, when the likelihood we're going to see Ghana is slim and nil. The likelihood we're going to see Mexico, you could set your watch to it. So if. Hypothetically, if Mexicans wanted to do that, or Americans. So they Mexicans stuck around after their game, decided to cheer for Canada, and we hung the Mexican I'm, flag off the capo stand. As long that's as, my problem. No, no, it's, as long as it's not Canada versus Mexico and the Mexicans won in. No, that's stupid. But if Mexico was playing the game before and they want to, and the Mexican Canadians or whoever they are want to come and hang out and support the local team and wave our flag too, have at it. Have at it. What's the worst that can happen? Let me just say my piece, and then we can keep arguing about it. <laughs> no, seriously. So I find it hard to be angry at any fans that choose to cheer for us regardless of who they are and why. I think that's I great, yeah, and I, I absolutely support that. But I do have an issue with another team's, another country's flag being flown from our section. And, and that's because we're there to support our country in that moment. If we were sticking around after another game, and they were playing, and we wanted to support them and wave their flag like they were waving ours, totally different. But in that game, we should be focused on supporting Canada, not supporting them for supporting us. No matter, and you know, I'm completely thankful that somebody else wants to be, um, you know, wants to be classy enough to stick around and help support our, our, our team. And yeah, Ghanaian Canadians want to be like, yeah, sure, our team's played, we're going to support Canada now, but we don't need to support them at the same time in that moment. That is what I'm saying. I, so I don't think that we should ever have another team's flag hanging from our section during one of our games. It was never really about supporting Ghana, though. I mean, it's just that uh, would acknowledge the support from... But can't we just cheer for them like we did? Can't we just acknowledge them and sing with them like we were? Do we have to have... So, like, for every time... So that's what I'm saying. So if the U.S. had been playing the game before, and for whatever reason the American fans went insane and decided to stick around and cheer for Canada, would we hang the Stars and Stripes below the Voyager's flag? That would never happen. Doesn't seem likely enough. Right. And no one would be happy about it. Everyone would be angry about it if we did it because it's the States, because they are big rivals. Mm -hmm. So because Ghana is not like so much of a rival, it's okay? That has a difference, makes a difference, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't agree, but that's what this is all about. Well, I mean, I kind of look at it too from the club standpoint. Of you, you, Every once in a while you see in, in clubs histories, they have these almost irrational friendships with clubs from other countries. You know, like, like everybody who loves St. Pauli. Even other clubs in Germany love St. Pauli. So if St. Pauli, show, their supporters show up at a match and Celtic wants to hang their flag in, in a match that they're playing against one another, competitive or not, exhibition, is that wrong? No, because that's, that's, that's a relationship that they've formed. I'd be shocked to see a club in, say, a Champions League group stage at the flag of another club who could knock them out of that group stage um, in the supporter section. Celtic Man United, um, about, I don't know what it was, maybe six or seven years ago, I'm sure that happened because they're cl two clubs that have had a good, close working relationship over the last, I don't know, 40 years. Granted, those are, like, those are exceptions to the rule, but that's the thing, though. What's, nobody's going to, nobody's going to vilify the home support because all oh, they they had they had one Man United flag, a club that we are known to be friendly with. We had one Ghanaian flag, a country that 
showed us some love in a, in a match once. You know, it's to me it could just simply be a sign of respect more than than selling out or pandering or anything else. Like, you know, the likelihood that all these Canadian supporters are going to now jump on the Canadian bandwagon when, if and when Canada get knocked out is I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think complete anarchy is going to happen. I don't think the fans are just going to lose their mind and lose faith in football and just quit. It's just, it's just, it's a token of appreciation. And if in the way, because we're the home team, if it wins a couple new home fans, that's cool. I'm all right with it. I just think we can be thankful and honor another team or another country without doing that one last step. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm glad they stuck around. I think it was great. It was lovely to see. I was appreciative that they chanted that they had Canadian flags because clearly some of them are, you know, Canadian Canadians. I just don't think it needed to drift into our support section during our game. That's all. Okay. Love modern. Ooh, that got far more interesting than I expected it to. <laughs> Quick dick jokes, anyone. <laughs> well, isn't that like the three of your specialties? I'm just like... No, oh, I'm no. more of a fart guy. Gonorrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Yes. I apologize. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right, moving on. So keep on pretending. time for this week's edition of Pretending We Care About What Other Teams Do. So here with the lowdown from last week's MLS action is Duncan with wins and losses. Duncan? Thank you, Krista. Uh, we'll start with the, the winning side of things and uh, one last time we'll give a shout out to Nick Romando who did finally break the record of his uh, 113th clean sheet in a 3-0 win over DC United. Well done. Yes. Uh, it was a game which like when TFC went to RSL early in the season, it was over very early. In the 28th minute, already 3-0 down, Eddie Johnson fouled Carlos Salcedo and kicked the ball at him as he lay on the ground, got himself a yellow card for his patrons. And uh, his uninspired throughout the game drew plenty of uh, criticism. Uh, he decided to very publicly reply to some of his critics, including <laughs> such classic retorts as, LOL, I'm not here to please your town, buddy. Go root for someone else. Hustle? LOL. How about quality? You pricks have no soccer brains. I've played in one World Cup, but have you? LOL. Ah. Oh. And... Oh, yeah. Oh, there's the JD the American all over again. Bro, don't quit your 9 to 5, LOL. Likes things lots of He about. really does, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He some, thinks he's uh, hilarious. Excellent PR work, you know, from Eddie there. Well, I'm sure he got more than a, a, a lecture from just about every suit. Yes. In the, the organization. So good he, for him. He did uh, sheepishly apologize oh. uh, on Tuesday. And, uh, did, and he, did he somebody didn't end it with a lull? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did not end his apology with a lull. What's it all about? Um, there was another big milestone in Seattle. Uh, they beat Houston 2 0 on turf that was even worse than usual due to Amazon having a corporate picnic and a game of broom ball on the pitch the day before, which meant uh, a lack of time to prepare. Um, that win ended their two-game losing streak, puts them back at the top of the Supporters' Shield rankings, and it was also Siggy Schmidt's 200th win. Uh, he's wow. the first coach to reach that mark in the MLS. Uh, given that Clint Dempsey was seen trading his jersey for popcorn post-game, it's only logical to assume Schmidt celebrated 
by eating all the food in the stadium. Because <laughs> he's fat, you see. Yeah, and, and also, he, Dempsey was probably knew that, and he's going to be hungry. So. Yeah, there's not going to be any food left. Okay, popcorn. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Schmidt. Sure, the buddy. Um, all this talk of MLS records, though, it brings us to the big news of the week, which is MLS's all-time leading scorer, Landon Donovan, announcing his retirement at the end of the season. Uh, his first game after that was against San Jose, and though they outshot the Quakes 24-3, to <laughs> LA could only get a 2-2 tie. Uh, one Earthquake goal was scored by Matias Perez-Garcia, their new signing from the Argentinian side club Atletico Tigre. Uh, I mention that mainly for the purpose of urging you to look up their 2013 Libertadores Cup jersey online. <laughs> it's magnificently hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we will pause. No, 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 keep going. No, I'll be back. No, 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 no really. No, you I have to. No, 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 it's I really, really bad. I don't mind. Just, just you keep going, and then all of a sudden I'll blurt out whatever. We're gonna steal this for the kittens and stadiums <laughs> podcast. And if I were to keep going, then that would give away what. Oh, I'll wait. Oh, you're oh, you're spoiling it after right here. Mm. Oh, I put. Oh, got anything to say? The swiping T looking thing. Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's what you were asking me about. There you go, man. Ah, yes. Wow. Oh, gentlemen. Tiger Stripes. Yes. Oh. yes. There's uh, a T on the jersey, presumably for Tigre. Uh, it's made by two giant tiger paw scratch marks. So that's wow. remarkable stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, check that out. That's anyway, gorgeous. later in the week as well, San Jose traded Alan Gordon to LA for allocation money. Speaking of tigers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, bit of an intriguing move, though Gordon hadn't scored at all this season, so yeah, he's probably past his best. Um, anyway, we'll move on to losers. That would be the top half of the Eastern Conference. Uh, TFC was the only team in a playoff spot to get a point this weekend, which allowed Philadelphia to sneak up into the playoff positions. Uh, under new coach Jim Curtin there, emulating TFC's excessively counter-attack style from early season. They only had 32% of the possession, but got a fairly easy 2-1 win over Montreal. And uh, with the addition of Colombian centre-back Carlos Valdez, they should be able to hang on to that playoff spot, no problem. Uh, for Montreal, that was their seventh straight defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, though they did get a midweek win over CD Fass in the CCL, which is nice. And they're 15 um, players. Mm. But they don't. Have, they shouldn't worry though, because their DP is on his way. Exactly. Piatti. Yes. yes. On his stopover on his way to his uh, New York or people, uh, with his eyes on two teams that don't yet exist. Exactly. Yes. Yes. His uh, big statement: My objective is to go to Canada, make a good impression, and then see if there's possibility in the states. I'd like to play in New York or Miami. I think he thinks we're two different leagues. Yeah, he must. <laughs> Um, Enjoy anyway. Montreal. Yes. Yeah. You've got your miss. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, um, they are now only three losing games away from tying the all-time MLS record of ten straight defeats. Though, fortunately for them, their next game's at Chicago, so that'll probably be a tie. <laughs> that's just what Chicago gets. Uh, anyway, that will be your uh, MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Duncan.
we discussed previously that Jermaine Defoe uh, is still missing from TFC's attack. Uh, he's injured, obviously, with his groin strain. We won't discuss how that happened. Well, we actually already discussed it. Oh, we? But uh, the thing that's sort of a bit odd is that he's injured, yet this past weekend he was well enough to fly to London to uh, appear at White Hart Lane during the halftime at the last Spurs preseason match. It's not even a regular game. Uh, is this okay? Should he, or should he just not really stay the hell home and work on healing, or is it not that big a deal? Uh, that sounds emotional. Well, it is a bit. Mm. To me, it was a fairly big deal. How many, A, how many emotional returns does this guy need? Yeah. He already had one last season, during the season. Spurs were here three weeks ago, and now he has to fly back 14 hours. I don't care how minor your injury is. 14 hours, even if you're in first class on a flight, unnecessarily. Why? Travel's hard on the body. Yeah, why? I mean, I, I like Jermaine Defoe, obviously. I'm a Spurs supporter, too. Man, nothing to do with anything. Why he needs to show up at a Schalke match. Uh... Like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. If you're if he's fit enough to fly there, guess what? You're fit enough to fly an hour and a half to Columbus and wear your suit and support your team who's paying your paycheck. Exactly. Like, he is supporting his team that's paying his paycheck by... His London EPL club. <laughs> he's, he's continuing the... The, the, the marketing the, partnership. The, the marketing partnership and all that sort of thing. Oh. I mean, how many times have I bitched about, ooh, all the Spurs are advertising at TFC games... Now Jermaine is advertising Toronto at Spurs I'm games. Sure he had loads yeah. to talk about. And I'm sure that yeah, that, that t-shirt and sure jeans were the, the, the TFC speech, colors, which they weren't. Yeah. The, the speech he gave was, I'm sure, all about TFC and, yes. and why they should be. It was. Yes. Uh, it, he was. He had a private conversation. Your Toronto MLS club. Your Toronto MLS yeah. club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 The the MLS or Major League Soccer se- uh, off season is long. You know, from playoff elimination up to the first day of preseason lots of time to go to many matches at white Hart lane and give a little speech mm-hmm. at halftime it's not even a speech it's i obviously they do this at halftime they bring out a former player yeah, or, or something, the and they do a little interview it's five minutes long most sure. people are off getting the beef bagel you know get them there yeah oh, okay beef bagel. salted beef bagel oh, that's mm. interesting no choice is 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 this Salted beef. Beef on a bagel? Yes. Or the, the bagel is made of beef? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan, in my stadium, <laughs> we're going to talk about this, get that happen. The Duncan salted beef bagel. Didn't we have another food on the show that was something made of something? Probably. So like bacon made it, make a bacon or something. I can't remember. Sounds something like yeah. No, but anyway. The point is, plenty of time in the offseason to do this. You're injured. I, I don't know. It, it makes, to me, it makes... MLS and TFC look a bit a bit bushly, like ah oh, whatever. Yeah, I can I can go visit my my old London EPL club mm. while those guys are over there playing in Columbus. Yes. Exactly. And, meantime, the things are getting tweeted out at the exact same time. Oh, the firm's here. Where's Mark Bloom? Eh, he's a taste of the dance club. Taste of the dance Well, at I least he was keeping on Sunday. At least he was keeping it local. Support yes. local food. Yes. <laughs> Support local Greeks. <laughs> just can't get enough of the Greek action. Yeah, that just breaks itself. Mm. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty much in agreement with that. If if there's if there's one shroud that MLS should be really working on shedding, it's the summer camp retirement home mm-hmm. part of the league that is what is the star power. Yeah. That's terrible. It had a whiff of that. It really had a whiff of like, that to me, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's bad. Casual. We don't mind. Go yeah. on. 
fine. Yeah, well, um, oh, Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's keep Spurs happy. In our, uh, what if Bradley Orr wanted to go back to Bristol City and have a halftime headbutt? Would they let him? <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to make that happen. Do we have any? Do we have any pull? Uh, like it, it's just it is completely bush league, and it never mind what it does to Toronto to see what it does to the league as a whole, the perception as a whole. We sign the league. We the league signs all these fading stars, and they're presented out as if wow, these got world class. It's like used to be world class. Okay, fine. You know, those spiky gate here, there, and everywhere. That's fine. I I, I accept it for what it is. But Jermaine Defoe, who's arguably in his prime. Go like I say, arguably towards the he's, end of his prime, but he, still, but he's yeah. still he's still under thirty. He's a no. he's a, no. he's not. No. How old is he? Thirty-one. Shut up. Mm-hmm. All right, so he he's is towards the end of his prime. So he's towards the end of his prime. This is gonna be good at it. <laughs> so he's towards the end of his prime, but he's still not near the end of his career. You know, he's mm-hmm. if healthy, he's at no least Frank Lampard. No, he's no caca. Exactly, what is, but. <laughs> I don't know. It just it, it it boggles my mind that they went out and spent all this money on a player who is who is the highest paid player in the league, and they let him go away to do PR in a country that it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it had nothing to do with TFC though. Yeah, it was, but no, it was not part. TFC PR. Like, it was it was Jermaine wants to go. Yeah. we're gonna let Jermaine go. His contract must be one of the thickest contracts in Major League Soccer history. The the number of stupid little things that. That they still have to agree to, whether it's oh, even this letting him go—that's at least two pages on the contract. I'm mm. sure. Why is that in there? What like? Did they really save a million quid on the transfer just so that he could go and do one smile and wave session at White Hart Lane? Like, but it's that has nothing to do with TFC whatsoever. It's it's oh. so discount. This whole sometimes it's like just so terribly discount. He prefers to call his contract girthy rather than thick. <laughs> No, it's big boned. <laughs> Lawyers love it. <laughs> anyway, um, have I given an opinion on this yet? I don't remember. I I don't particularly like it. As I, you know, as everyone's saying, yeah. Well, why is he doing this? I guess this is it's in his contract. Presumably, we're probably paying for his ticket. I uh, imagine to uh, yeah. negotiate it. Yeah, I get this many flights home, and he's decided. Hmm. All right, I'm going to take one of them now. Yeah. This is obviously spur of the moment, too. Or you would hope, because otherwise he would have been playing in Columbus. Mm. Would that that have made him spur of the moment? Hey, oh! Hey, hey, I don't even want to, you know, lay out the possibility of there being something more, you know, to this about his injury and... You know, when did Spurs contact him to come and speak at halftime at a Schalke match that was scheduled a while ago? Is is it the kind of thing you do? You call up a guy, oh, you're injured, want to come over on a seven-hour flight and talk for five minutes? It's odd. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Get out the tinfoil. All right. <laughs> I never put it away! <laughs>
everybody! It's Bitchy Blanks! Come What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Say it again. Come Ugh! <laughs> good <laughs> Say it again now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks. Thank you all once again for playing and we'll get right to it. Last week's Bitchy Blank was Frank Klopas kept his job with the Montreal Impact by blank. Uh, we did have quite a number of responses. Thank you all very, very much for playing along. But we have gone with a new winner. And his name is Marty Thompson. Hi, Marty. And his response actually had a, a video component to it, which we will try to post along with some other things later. Maybe we'll just retweet it. You can go to our timeline and see it. Uh, he kept his job by eating as much Saputo branded dairy as possible. But really, yeah, the, 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 the video sort of does make it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Trust us, it's a winner. We, we, we promise you. So, well done, Marty. Thank you for playing. Where can we find Marty on Twitter? It's at Marty Thompson. Yeah, at Marty Thompson. Well done, Marty. Disgusted head nods all around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, gentlemen, what did you yeah. have for this fine bitchy blank? I had Frank Klopas kept his job with Montreal Impact by... Riding a mini tricycle through a loop-de-loop. Hey, -loop. passes. <laughs> Saputo. Uh, <laughs> ding, ding. Um, I put Frank Lopez kept his job with the Montreal Impact by producing strippers with DP talent. If you know what I mean by DP. Hey. Adult content. Designated a player. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's exactly no, that's what you meant. Yes, Tony. Yes. But all the DP strippers just want to go off to Miami and New York mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> they're they're going to impress in Canada. Yes. Well, yeah. How, they need to be broken in in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allocation honeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, there it is. <laughs> um... Okay. All right. All right. So I have. He uh, kept his job with the Impact by changing his last name to Kefalotiri. Middle name Saputo. Kefalotiri is a delicious cheese, trust me. Ooh. Well, that's high level. I know. Well, so no one has to offset you lot. Well, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for raining them in. You're like a cheese person. Nice. Cheese person. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. well, what do they call a cheese expert? Fromage. <laughs> I, I want to be a salumier. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan. Uh, I have. He kept his job by informing Saputo that Mexican fans aren't actually saying Saputo. And <laughs> 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 Joey is so thankful because that's you know that's going to save him a lot of embarrassment going forward. Now he knows. <coughs> <laughs> Awkward. Excellent. Alright, so this week's Fishy Blank is... TFC had already won the Trillium Cup, but sweeping the season series entitled them to take blank from Columbus. As always, please send us your entries on the Twitters at VocalMinorityPod, no A in the vocal. Leave it in the comments on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca, or in the comments over at Waking the Red. 
please play often sends us lots of uh, responses so we have plenty to choose from as usual and uh, we hope to have a new winner next week because it's fun to have new people to announce and thank you very much for playing against conference leaders Sporting KC. Now they just recently got spanked by Vancouver, which, well, for them, it was. It is lost. It is lost not well. Hmm. Um, True. But before we get into uh, what we think TFC will do and the ins and outs of what's going to happen potentially, Mr. Duncan, as always, has our preview. Mr. Duncan. Thank you, Kristen. Um, so yeah, these guys again. Uh, yeah. It was, of course, just a few weeks ago that we last played. GFC's last game of a busy July and one that summed the month up perfectly. Played well, got some great chances, missed most of them, then gave away a couple of sloppy goals to lose. Uh, that was part of an eight-game unbeaten streak for Kansas and also part of a five-game away winning streak, uh, which is particularly impressive. Both of them came to an end last week uh, with that aforementioned Vancouver spanking. <laughs> um, they are, of course, still top of the East with 39 points from 23 games and remain favourites to win the conference, uh, if not the supporters' shield. Um, big thing to take out of that game, uh, the Vancouver game, though, maybe the injury to backup goalie Andy Grunenbrown, which uh, meant homegrown third-choice goalie Joe Kepin had to step in. Uh, he saved a penalty, but... Uh, if he's having to play the full game, that uh, could, should be an advantage for TFC to exploit. Uh, ahead of him, the defence will be very familiar. Uh, Igor Julial, who, <laughs> who vomited up an own goal against Vancouver. Um, Aurelien Corona, uh, Matt Beasler and Seth Sinovich. Um, it'll be a 4-3-3, though the midfield may look a bit different with the addition of Honduran international Jorge Claros. Uh, he's played the last two games alongside Mikey Lopez and Benny Failhaber with Graham Zussi taking up one of the wide roles, either side of leading scorer Don Dwyer. Uh, other one could be Jacob Peterson, after his game-winning hero yeah. last time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a few other options there, so hopefully not. Uh, they do have a CCL game with the aforementioned Real Esteli on Tuesday. Where are they from? They're from Nicaragua. Wow. Uh, Nicaragua. 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 Full circle. Mm. Wow. Um, but you know, unless Real Esteli have dramatically improved since TCFC beat them, uh, a weekend Kansas team should still be more than enough to do that job. So uh, I doubt there'll be much rotation for this game. Uh, like I said a few weeks back, not much of a secret to how they'll play. And like the utensil they're named after, the humble spark, they're a multifaceted threat. Uh, a strong passing game to try and force turnovers looking to score with quick breaks or from Zussi set pieces, uh, sit back to deny them mistakes to punish, and the likes of Failhaber and Zussi are skilled enough to use possession to create chances. Uh, looking at the last game, another thing TFC should avoid as uh, the danger of collapsing too deep when defending and leaving players open at the top of the box for a pulled back cross or to pick up a half clearance. Uh, as far as attacking goes, if the last game is any indication, the game plan should be to get the ball to Dominic Aduro and let him have his way with them, as he totally abused Seth Sinovich and Matt Beasler all night. Uh, then we just got to hope for some more lethal finishing than we got in that game. And, uh, Jackson's presumably on the bench, so that should work. 
Um, anyway, that'll be your uh, scouting report for spotting Kansas City. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Well, so what do we think? Like, what do we think this game is going to bring? Is there any chance of uh, points, let alone a win? At KC, away. There was always a chance. Yeah, I'd say it's completely plausible. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of on an uptick. They're kind of on a downtick. Even if it is sporting KC and their magical ways of getting points, even when they shouldn't. <laughs> i say, uh, like the wizards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We shall not pass! <laughs> <laughs> I love that gag. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe we'll just whiz right by them. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's definitely a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You know, this is maybe one of those another like little test is you know, are TFC good enough to be you know, one of the, the top teams or are we just one of those random teams who'll beat the mediocre teams and squeezing squeeze into the playoffs and then losing the first round? Well, I sort of figured like TFC is enough to, to beat the, the sort of the top of the mid table. They're 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 We're the they're, top of the mid table. Well mm-hmm. but they're top enough the to stay table. there. We're well, number saying. three. They that's the, number but three. that's it. Like is that their natural place in this table? And I sort of think it Probably is right now. Yeah. Um you, you know, Toronto's played one of their last two games, playing fairly aggressive attacking style, which has been fun to watch and, and good to see them execute. Mm-hmm. But Casey's a lot more talented as a whole than the teams Toronto's been playing. And I don't think they can get away with as much, you know, pressure as they... No, I think the best that they should possibly go for... I mean, obviously you want to see them go for a win. If you think you aren't at that level yet, then make sure when you go to... and Don't fear anyone's stadium, because this league has no fortresses. Even sporting Seattle, there's no fortresses in this league. You can, you can win anywhere here. Mm-hmm. But even in the blue cauldron? Yeah, even in the blue cauldron. Even in Fortress Bemo? Yeah, <laughs> especially in Fortress Bemo. <laughs> um, Who but, wants points? Fresh points! <laughs> <laughs> At least when you go away to one of these clubs, when you leave, make sure that you they know they've played you. Like, go in hard, give it your all, play tough. If you can't beat them, leave them bruised. Or at least Does that mean someone can break a Rowling's yeah. uh, leg? Or his well, face? No, I mean, you, you know, that's what it, but I mean, the only way, maybe, the level TFC's at, that we can expect them from now, is when they're going after these stuff, they may have to play that blunt, you know, rough style if they want to get something out of them. Oh, games like against this. KC usually are, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, TFC always, hasn't always matched that. That's no, the problem, you know? I think they have this season, though. More, mm-hmm. than, more than most. More than in the past. How's that? I don't know. I remember that game at Skydome. What this happened? This season. Oh. Hogan Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. Legend. Robert Earnshaw. Wow, he's going to tear the league apart. There's a couple. There's he's a couple. the new Javier Martin. That John Bostock guy, he's amazing. Oh, wow. His dad said so. <laughs> Already getting the statues made. Mm. <laughs> Anytime now they'll be he's ready. Apparently very happy in Belgium. That's nice. Well, that's right. I forgot that's where he is. That's good. Not even on loan anymore. Yeah. He's just in Belgium. <laughs> hanging out. Vacation? <laughs> no, he, he plays. <laughs> show we will dissect the sporting kc match talk about the whiz kits that is and look ahead to the fire which is honestly one of our favorite fixtures in the meantime don't forget to uh, rate us on the itunes 
Let us know how we're doing in the comments threads and send us your Bicky Blank response. So saying, sounding off, saying goodbye on the Twitters at InnerTalk, I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q, Mr. Mike Hinckley. Thanks for having me. It's been nice. Uh, that's really genuine. That uh, really is. Mm. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. uh, on the interwebs, at the Yorkies, 1812, Mr. Tony Walsh. The pleasure has been all mine. Uh, nice. Selfish. Mm -hmm. um, on the interwebs, at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. For goodness. Hold you guys. <laughs> he was looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. No, thanks, dear listener. No. No. And as for me, you can find me out there on the net at KZ Knowles. And uh, honestly, I love you all. But uh, as always, trust She wasn't looking at us. No. I really wasn't, oh, trust me. Looking down. Until next week, Toronto, get you to it. Oh, that's right. That's me. Hey, everybody! No. Oh. Oh. You, 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 <laughs> you, you pre-bitchy. You bitchy in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you bitchy. Premature bitch ejaculation. Well, there's a hashtag. <laughs> Duncan. Quality stuff, as always. Thank you, Doug. Uh, you know, got your back. You've done better. Oh, this is the third time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Doug, are you okay? Wow. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Fuck. Fuck. All right. No, okay, I'm good. I'm, no, Ian, wait, help. No, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Kitten Stadium podcast. Oh. <laughs> that was good. We need to make an intro for this. Nicely done, boys. That was good. All right. Jingle cats. Oh, no. No. No jingle Cats do the best ultra chance. Cool Cat presents <laughs> Cat's Chin That Darnest Things. <laughs>